Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Product Powerhouse Podcast. I'm your host, Darren Alexander. As always, I'm so excited to be here and introduce you to today's guests, which I say every time, but it's because I have the best guests ever. Anyways, before I tell you about the guests, I want to remind you that we have an amazing Facebook community, the Product Powerhouse Community on Facebook. It's a private Facebook group where we are all about support and community and collaboration and answering questions for product-based shops. So I'd love if you would join us over there. You can find it by searching for Product Powerhouse Community in Facebook, or you can go to productpowerhousepodcast.com. There is a link to join our Facebook community right at the top, so it's easy to find. Now, today's guest is Amber of Am Happy Soap. I have to just tell you, I first found Amber with I had an obsession watching soap videos, like soap making videos, or when they're cutting it and they're mixing it. It's fascinating. And I think that started early last year. So I've been following her for a while. And I just immediately fell in love with her style. And I might be a weirdo for admitting this, but I like to watch what other people are doing in their business. If this was real life, we would just call me a people watcher. But I think online we call it stalking. But just online stalking, nothing serious. Anyway, so I started noticing the amazing thing Amber does. Like she hand packages every bar of soap she makes. Like she puts a label on them. She tapes the label on. She wraps them in tissue paper. Then she puts her sticker on. There is a lot of steps. She's very detail oriented. And I'd just be like, oh, stick it in a bag, call it a day. Uh, she also really supports other makers in the soap community. I always see her commenting on other soap makers' videos and posts, and I just love the way she's always encouraging and supporting others. I really just find the way she does business to be so genuine and so intentional and really inspirational. And I'm really excited to bring you in on this conversation I had today with Amber. I know you'll find her just as inspiring as I do. So here we go. Welcome to the Product Powerhouse Podcast, where we talk about what it's like to run a product-based business. We'll be sharing specific actionable tips for your online store, chatting with other shop owners to go behind the scenes of their successful product-based businesses, and having a blast talking shop. I'm your host, Erin Alexander. I'm the founder of Alexander Design Company, a web design and marketing agency for e-commerce businesses. We work with incredible entrepreneurs to create an unforgettable online presence for their shop. Now grab a nice coffee and let's chat. Hi, Amber. I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. This is like a dream come true. When I was starting my podcast, I told you this already, but I made like a dream list of businesses and shop owners who I absolutely love and wanted to have on the podcast. And you are definitely on that list. So this is really exciting for me. (laughs) Oh, that's so nice. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I would love if we can start with just like telling the listeners uh, a little bit about you and about your company and introduce yourself. (laughs) Okay, sure. Yes, I am Amber. I am the maker and owner of Am Happy Soap. I started making soap like five or six years ago. I just had, I knew somebody who made soap and he let me watch him. And it kind of just started there. I wanted to learn how to make soap to give as gifts and to make for myself. I always loved handmade soap. 
Um, I was just very drawn to it. That's kind of what I would look at at a farmer's market or in little shops. So I was super excited to learn how to make it myself. So the business side kind of just grew organically. I was making it for friends and family and just, again, like to gift for teacher gifts. And at Christmas time, I would make a bunch just to gift. And then it slowly changed into more and more people asking to either, you know, be a repeat, like buy again, or they had been gifted soap from somebody else and they wanted to purchase. So that was a few years ago, I started a website. And then last spring is when I started my subscription box. And that is kind of when things um, got a a little bit more serious was um, about a year ago. Wow, that's incredible. I would have guessed that you had been doing this much longer, like then, because you are so good at what you do. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) The first thing that attracted me to you was I started watching people cut soap on Instagram. And it was so satisfying, like this little little perfect click, click, click. (laughs) I just loved it. And then from there, I like started buying or and you even let me try some and it was just really, really incredible. And I just think you're amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So one of the things I love the most about you and your business is you are very supportive of the other soap makers in your industry. And I don't think that that's like super unusual. Like online, we, we tend to be very like community over competition, but I see you commenting on everyone else's soap making. And I would love to just... I guess, talk about that a little bit. Is that something you were doing intentionally or? Uh, yes and yes and no. <laughs> um, I, I would like to think that I'm just very nice naturally and I reach out to friends naturally. Also, when I started making soap, I mentioned somebody um, showed me how, like he let me watch him once. Um, but I didn't feel like I had anywhere to go. This was kind of pre Instagram. It was before I even knew it was going to be a thing for me and I would make soap and something weird would happen and I wouldn't know what to do. I would Google it and try to find the answer. But I felt like when I was starting, I would have given anything to have someone to reach out to, to ask, And so I feel like now if I get even, you know, what somebody else would think is a silly question or they don't have anywhere to ask or they Googled it and they still don't quite get it. I love to be able to give someone the support they need if they need it. And also, I do think the soaping community, we're all just kind of friends. And I feel like we do all support each other and cheer each other on. And especially where um, making soap is such a science, things can go wrong and it can be tricky and hard to figure out. So I feel like we love to celebrate each other's successes too. And we finally get it. Like we get our recipe correct or the design we were going for when is planned. So I guess a little bit of both. That's so beautiful and so inspiring. A few weeks ago, this is going to make me sound terrible, but a few weeks ago, I was really stressed out and someone reached out just to ask me to help them get started in their own business. And I was like, I'm too busy for this. And, you know, and I was just being cranky, but, you know, I'm like a mom raising my kids in the pandemic and working full time. And I'm like, I'm too busy to help people start their business. And I put about it, I was like venting in a really tight knit Facebook group. And they, someone was like, it doesn't seem unreasonable, her question, you know? And I was like, 
you know, I came back when I wasn't so cranky and I was yeah. like, you're right. And the, it blossomed into a beautiful friendship just because I stopped, I got over myself, <laughs> uh. <laughs> you know, like, you know, it wasn't so stressful the next day. Maybe we were not doing schoolwork. I don't know, but yeah. And then it just reminded me how important those relationships are in your business. My business bestie and I share an office and we do the exact same thing. We're both web designers, but having her just to talk about things and brainstorm and look at this design, what do you think? Or she'll tell me if I could fix something is invaluable. And so I, what you're doing and how you support the other soap makers on Instagram is really admirable. Well, thank you. So now let's talk about some more businessy stuff. Okay. So what do you feel like is the number, like you started the subscription box last spring. Do do you feel like there's anything you were doing that really helped contribute to that success and getting you to where you are now? I feel like even when I first started, I guess I was lucky enough to not be super focused on financial success. This was more, I started to sell soap because I wanted to make more soap. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like once I got there, like once I started selling more soap <laughs> and was able to make more soap, I feel like that was that was the goal. I like already made it. So then since I wasn't so hyper focused on the financials, which I know not everybody has that luxury, I feel like I could make my business exactly what I want out of a business, which is I think why I do just the things that I do. The super attention to packaging and details, the how I offer free shipping, even though it is drastically cutting into my profits. I feel like it's something that I really want out of a company. And so when people do take the time to email me and ask me a question, like customer service is up there. If I email somebody's customer service and it takes them three days to get back to me and then it's a form letter, I'm like, that isn't what I wanted. I wanted somebody to you know, tell me why something was damaged in the mail or whatever it could be. So I feel like my attention to detail is because I consider myself my target market and I am basing my company on what I look for. Yeah, that's so good. May I ask, like, do you do so full time or do you have another job? I do soap full time. It does not pay me a full time wage. It is fortunate, but it's also such a beautiful way to create a business when you have a vision of what you want and then you don't have to have all that. Like for me, so I'm going to interrupt, interrupt my own song. For me, I was so focused on getting the financials that I could never see the successes that I was having until I started making a certain amount of money. And then it was like, oh yeah, you can be working on something and still be successful. And so for like the first two years, I just considered my business a failure because I wasn't hitting that dollar amount Uh, that I wanted, you know? And so I think it's really incredible that you've been able to build it kind of backwards of what I was doing, like what you wanted and then letting the money come and really creating your passion and letting the money come with that. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been good. I am very lucky. And definitely there's times where it's a little disheartening because I do really put my heart and soul into my business and I work a lot. I mean, I too like I work out of my home like many people, but it's really hard to put it away. Like there's always something to do. So I really do spend a lot of time on soap. So of course it would be fantastic if I was paying myself hourly. <laughs> and of course I'm not, but it is since I love it so much, it's kind of how I'm 
I'm getting through this building part where it's a lot of time. How do you manage to, like, I have the same struggle because you have kids. Yeah. Um, how do you manage, like, to do, I guess, to do it all? <laughs> like, are the kids involved in the process or are they, they just like to watch you? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know that I'm successfully doing it all, but um, I mean, soap making itself is too dangerous for kids to participate in. So I do have certain things that my kids help me with and they do a great job. I have my, um, my girls, they'll do my little stamp on my bags for me, or they'll put stickers on for me, or I've taught them to like, I bevel all the edges of my soap. So I've taught them how to bevel my sample bars. I do feel like they're very willing and eager to help with the little tasks that I do give them. Um, so yeah, I mean, they definitely help, but my kids, my youngest is nine. So you know, they're kind of out of the toddler baby stage. I can right now, for instance, have them in another room and they can do their schoolwork and watch the puppies and kind of fend for themselves while I work from home. Yeah. It's so interesting to see how people have like navigate it, especially right now. Like do, are your kids in online school now? Yeah. So it's a little, it's different. (laughs) Yes, it is. Cause they're here all the time where last year, of course they were in school. Right. And it's cutting into your like one-on-one time for the business. Yeah. I think we're all kind of (laughs) struggling with that right now. Yeah. What are some of the lessons in your business that you feel like you've had to learn the hard way? I think pricing is hard. Again, I feel like it goes back to when I started, it's very easy to undercharge Mm -hmm. for a handmade product because it's, I think I was also in a different mindset when I started, like I couldn't afford myself to buy a 10 or $12 bar of soap. So I didn't want to price my soap so high because I was trying to make this a company that I would personally purchase from. Mm -hmm. So I think it was tough. I did have many people advise me to charge more when I first started and I didn't have the confidence to do that. Um, And I have slowly raised my prices over the last couple of years to a place where I'm much more comfortable and I'm actually making a little bit more profit. So pricing, I feel like that was a really tough thing when I started. Yeah. I feel like that is hard for a lot of handmade businesses also because a lot of times we think it didn't cost me anything but my time. And then when we start doing it as a business, we realize like just how much product or, you know, materials we do have to buy and that your time is valuable. So those are some of the things that a lot of my handmade clients have also learned. Yeah. What would you tell someone who was in the beginning stages of starting their own business? To me, I feel like one of the things that helped me the most was social media. Instagram was kind of a big, a really big thing for me that helped boost my company quite a bit. So I feel like a good piece of advice is to kind of go for it with social media as far as posting good, meaningful, non-salesy content right away, even if you're not quite launched or not done with your product. I feel like I try to make my own social media not necessarily super sales focused. Mm-hmm. Um, I find I get the most interaction on posts that aren't necessarily sales focused and I still end up getting sales. So I would say if somebody's starting, I think that social media can really help if you're you know, consistent and do a good job with it. So yeah, I'd say that get going with social media right away. That's great. 
I think that there is so much value in social media. So that's really, that's a great tip. I wanted to talk about also, you brought this up a little bit, but you do an amazing job of packaging your orders. Like you're very detail oriented. You label your soaps and you hand (laughs) wrap them in tissue paper and then you put your sticker on them. And it is just a beautiful when you make a video of it and then you get the package and it's so much fun to open and check out your soaps. I think it's really cool. Um, (laughs) And I'm like, I can't believe you do all this for all the soap you sell. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I am not that detail oriented. So what made you decide to do it that way? I don't know. I guess, again, it just came back to that's how I liked it. Mm -hmm. I think the details of buying something handmade is why people buy handmade. So just knowing that when they open up their package, it is something that has been hand wrapped by me (laughs) gives it that little bit of a personal touch. And I don't like my husband sometimes asks me if things are tedious, like on shipping day or on days that he sees me wrapping, you know, 300 bars of soap and going through rolls of tape and stickers, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of love and try to embrace every part of the process. So I don't mind sitting and having a day where I just wrap soaps all day and I just turn on a movie and I sit and I wrap soaps and it's kind of a lovely, nice, relaxing day for me. And then also on shipping day, like I have two to four days a month where it is shipping all day. And I feel like that also, even though it's tedious, it almost gives me this sense of completion. Like six weeks before I made this soap with my hands, this beautiful thing. And then I cut it the next day and I've spent this time, you know, beveling it and wrapping it and labeling it. Like just to have that sense of completion of like, okay, and now myself, I am going to personally ship this to somebody. Like every part of the process kind of brings me joy in its own little way. So when I have stuck with my packaging that is a little bit labor intensive, um, it's just kind of something that makes me happy. I love to do it like that. Yeah, that is really incredible. And I love that you put so, so much intention behind every step of the process. That also made me wonder about your system. So You have set days where you're soap making and then other days where you're packaging and then you do ship days. So you have a nice system in place. Yes, I do have certain days that I set aside for shipping my subscription boxes, but the whole rest of the month is kind of what I have time for, like whatever sort of wholesale orders I need to make and soap I need to make for the next month and other just soaps that I keep in stock that I'm running out of. So I do a lot of making most days. I do make soap almost every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everything else is just kind of when I have time, which is, I guess, the joy of having your own business. You can do things when you have time. <laughs> yeah. So for your inventory, do you have a, like, do you have soaps that you always carry or do you like just keep it seasonal and whatever is you're feeling like making? I do both. I have, I would say 10 that I almost always keep in stock and that are just kind of favorites that I've made for a long time that people consistently buy. And then I really love to make new things. So on top of that, I usually make brand new things for my subscription box every month. And that's like five to six different types and then seasonal on top of that. So I like it's almost fall. So I'm making a lot of pumpkin and cranberry and pear and, Mm. you know, I saw one that I wanted to order, pumpkin and pineapple. That sounds amazing. (laughs) Thank you. Pineapple (laughs) and, of course, pumpkin. So that's really fun. 
Yeah. So what's your next goal? (laughs) If you don't mind sharing. I feel like there's lots of big changes. Um, I am going to rebrand a little, um, which has kind of been a long time coming. My husband is a designer. So when I started, it was like he is a UI UX designer. So he made my website. He made my logo. He made all of my sticker files, everything that I use all the time he made. Um, But he's not a branding designer. So I feel like when this started going better, um, we both kind of decided that it would be nice to have somebody who specializes in branding kind of take my brand and run with it. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm rebranding. I'm also getting more help with video. And Mark, I feel like I've I'm great at Instagram, but all of the other social media things are kind of falling through the cracks. So I am finally getting some help with all of my other, like with my YouTube channel and with Facebook, like these things that I'm not super computer savvy. Like I just want to make, yeah, I guess the new things are just that I'm rebranding and hopefully going to do better with the other aspects of my marketing and social media that I'm not doing a good job of right now. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. That kind of ties into my, my next question. I've, I always like to ask, like, what's something that's not going well right now slash like, what are you currently learning? Because I truly believe that it doesn't matter. Like, you might have 40,000 Instagram subscribers, but that doesn't mean you've like hit the level of business. Like, right, we always have something new or learning and something that's we're working towards. And I love to like, just show everyone that business isn't perfect, no matter what level you're at, but you kind of touched on that already. Is there anything else that was like specifically that you're currently learning to grow your business? Um, yeah, well, I did just try really hard to up my knowledge on video editing. I do post quite a bit of video on my Instagram feed, but everything is short. I don't even do IGTV. Like everything is a minute or less. Mm-hmm. Um, and even everything that I post on my YouTube channel is just the same stuff that I post on Instagram. So I feel like if you open up my YouTube channel, it's a little embarrassing. It doesn't look good. My thumbnails aren't the right size, all of that stuff. So I feel like that's definitely something that I don't feel like is going well and that I, I've just kind of ignored because my focus has been Instagram and my subscription box and my website. Mm-hmm. So there's just so many things when you have a business of so many things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of different things you can do. I'm, I'm working on a podcast episode and I'm like, there's a million different things of this and there's a million different things of that. And then there's a million of these. <laughs> like, yes. There's, there's options for everything. There's so many things on our plate and there's so many just avenues for a business, which is encouraging because then you can choose the ones you like, but also a little overwhelming because you're like, I feel like I need to do a lot more than I am doing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. This has been so fun. I have loved getting to dig a little deeper into your business and kind of see what's going on behind the Instagram videos. (laughs) You want to tell our listeners where they can find you, where they can subscribe to the soapbox, all of the good stuff. Yeah. So Instagram is where I am the most. I post every day, um, Am Happy Soap. And my website is amhappysoap.com. And that has both my subscription box options and also just to buy soap individually. Um, You can find me on YouTube, but it doesn't look great. So find me on Instagram instead. (laughs) 
Don't go to YouTube yet. She's working on that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> awesome. We will put all of those links in the show notes we usually do. And uh, we'll make sure to put that subscription box because I know it's really fun to get a subscription box. And especially when it's something you can use. I will admit, I have signed up for some of the like boxes where you get like a lot of stuff in them. Yeah. And then all of it just sits in my closet because I never use any of it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's really nice to have like a, a product you know you're going to use and I know you're going to love. So that's really exciting. Yeah. Thank thanks. you so much for being on the show today, Amber. This has been wonderful. And I cannot wait for this episode to go live because I know everyone else is going to just, just love you as much as I do. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Building visibility for an online store is a full-time job on its own. Big name stores have entire marketing departments for this exact reason, but you don't need a full team to see big results. What you need right now are simple and quick ways to give your store a visibility boost without adding more to your mile-long to-do list. That's exactly why we created the free 5 Ways to Boost Your Shop SEO PDF so that online shop owners just like you can improve visibility and get more eyes on your shop without any additional stress. These five tasks will give your store a juicy SEO boost to help you show up for the people who are already looking for you without touching any code or having a background in search engine optimization. Head over to productpowerhousepodcast.com to grab your free copy and give your shop the visibility boost it needs today. Thank you for listening to the Product Powerhouse Podcast. If you're ready to dig a little deeper into this episode, come join us in the Product Powerhouse community on Facebook. It's the best place to go to find the perfect partner for your next collaboration, get additional support and trainings, and just hang out with other shop owners. You can be a part of our circle by visiting alexanderdesignco.com slash community or search for Product Powerhouse Community on Facebook. And if you really loved this episode, open up your podcast app and leave a rating and review. Each review makes it that much easier for other shop owners to find us and get in on this action.